Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks, Shippy. It's time for our final interview of the season with Rangers skipper Chris Woodward, who joins us now. Skip, thanks for taking the time to join us. We uh, certainly appreciate your time today. Uh, No problem. All right. Let's dive right into this thing, and uh, let's just start right with one of the biggest storylines. Do you... (laughs) You, you appear to have a few positions who could be up for grabs, the positions that could be up for grabs next season. We'll see what happens in the offseason. But do you have a, a fierce competition on your hands at second base? Um, we do have a competition. Um, I, I, did, I did really like the way that, uh, obviously, Ruby finished the year. Um, my, obviously, comments to him are, you know, I love the way he plays. I love the, you know, he's kind of the heart and soul of our team. But... Um, I guess we need him to be more consistent. You know, it's just, uh, you know, he had a good month in July, a good month in September. Um, but, you know, August wasn't great. You know, obviously April and May weren't great. So, you know, we need more consistency. And if, and if it's not going to be consistent, then obviously we're going to have to look at all our options. Um, I want him to be the answer. Um, I, I've stressed that to him many times. But he's got he's got to prove it next year. You know, uh, part of this, too, uh, you know, what have you been with him for one year? And I think fans kind of feel like, all right, we've been through this three or four times now with him. You know, you're evaluating him based on your own interactions with him. How much do you bring into what happened here with him previously in your evaluations? Um, I do. Obviously, you know, you look at I, – I, I hear the frustrations, you know, from, you know, from the fans. I hear it from, you know, the organization just as far as, you know, this isn't the first time. And, you know, this is the first time with me. But I'm not ignoring what you know happened in the past. So my biggest thing for him is making sure that any adjustments or uh, any any things that he's done to to improve his play, which he did. Um, in September he was really good. Like I said, July he was really good, but September especially he was more consistent. He walked, um, controlled the strike zone. He put balls in play that he you know consistently. Um, he still struck out, which you know a lot of guys nowadays strike out, but we can obviously limit that. Um, but I, I'm just hoping that he has more truth to to how he was good. Um, I, I don't really, you know, I know certain guys can play well for weeks at a time or even a month at a time, but if they're not, if there's no, if they're not rooted in any truth um, and, and an understanding of how that was actually happening, it's fleeting. It's going to go away. And when it does, there's no way to retrieve it. And, you know, we want to make sure that all our players, you know, sometimes, you know, we're a little bit, probably too honest with them um, when they're doing well and too honest when they're doing bad. But I, I believe in that. I believe that our players nowadays, they have to have truth to what they're doing. Otherwise, like I said, there's no consistency in it. And that's his biggest issue is just lack of consistency. You know, one of the things that uh, drives fans crazy, but they love it when things are going well, is his swagger, like his body language. And, you know, he's a very confident player and he plays with that swagger and he can be a, a big time irritant for the uh, opposition and, you talk about him being the heart and heartbeat of this team, and and you know I, that I think that's an indication of of how he is that, which is the way he carries himself. However, if a guy is slumping, 
I don't know if there's some expectation that he should hang his head. And, you know, I, I think that's crazy too. So like, where are you with regard to Rugi and the way that his body language uh, tells a story? Yeah. And that's something that, uh, you know, it's like if a guy, you know, spikes his glove after an outing, if he's a great player, it's like, Oh, he's, he has passion. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not, then he's, you know, immature. Um, and so that, that's kind of where, you know, I know fans kind of fall on that with Ruby because he does, he, he carried himself that way all year long. And, you know, part of what makes him, you know, will make him great is his stubbornness to being that way. And I think that's a, it's a great quality to have, but at the same time, you know, it gets in the way sometimes of progress. Um, and I felt like that was the case early on where he was a little bit, I wouldn't say overconfident, but his confidence, you know, in just being a good player and being the best player on the field when he wasn't was kind of getting in the way of his openness to some new ideas. And um, I felt like at the, you know, halfway point, you know, he was open, he was vulnerable. Um, but at the same time, it never lost his, his swagger on the field. And that's, that's pretty important because that's kind of his edge. That's kind of what makes him uh, believe that he can, you know, beat anybody. He's not, he's not fearful of anybody. Um, I don't want anybody to be fearful of anybody, but I want people to understand, you know, why they need to, you know, why, how is this guy going to get me out? You may not fear him, but I think there was some, sometimes a sense of uh, the bravado was, was what's going to win. Um, that's not the case nowadays. <laughs> uh, you may believe you're going to, you're going to beat this guy, but if you don't have the understanding and the knowledge and how to beat that guy, he's going to beat you. And I think he understands that now. And he, and he really, you know, developed a better game plan every game. Uh, his training showed in that. He was working on things that he wasn't doing early on. Um, so I was really proud of him because he, you know, he still took that same bravado out on the field, but his training and his and his work and his information that he was gathering was done out of humble, you know, understanding that this guy is going to beat me if I don't prepare for him. And it was a good blend at the end of the year. So of the young guys that we got excited about in the back half, I mean, you've been around long enough to see some guys come up and have a nice little flurry, and then they, you know, kind of never go away, never be heard from. What were some things that you saw from some of the young guys that you feel like is going to translate for seasons to come? Yeah, I was really impressed with, with some of the guys that we brought up, obviously, in the bullpen. Uh, you look at the, and I know Montero's not a young guy, but um, he's young in, in his pitching, I guess. Uh he was obviously really impressive, you know, the way he handled himself, Class A, you know, 21 years old, you know, coming up throwing, you know, lightning bolts at 101 miles an hour. Um, but the fact that he could throw strikes, he was very open to information. A lot of these guys, you know, came up and showed that they were really good. But at the same time, they also showed, you know, that they could handle the information and, and what we were trying to get them to do. Jonathan Hernandez, um, Jabot, you know, he was really impressive at times. Um, you know, the young starters, you got, you know, Burke, Allard, and, and Palumbo, I didn't get to see enough. I wanted to see him, but for some reason, something kept getting in the way of that. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of potential there, and there's a lot of, uh, there's, you know, they got a little taste of it here. They got a little taste of the expectations and, you know, how we prepare, you know, the, the culture of the clubhouse, how they fit in. And, um, it was fun to watch these guys, you know, compete. At one point, I think, you know, at the end of the season, we had 14 rookies which is a lot. I mean, and we competed against the best teams in baseball, you know, best teams in the American League, and, you know, went toe-to-toe with those guys. So it was uh, it was good, good experience for them to obviously get a taste of it, but also against really quality opponents. 
So there's there's been a lot of talk about you guys and, and, and that you might be able to find your third baseman for next season out in the free agent market. Maybe it won't be internally. But then you start looking at some other positions, which could be potential needs, catcher, first base, and, and center field. When you look at those three positions, catcher, first base, and center field, uh, which of those three is the bigger priority for you personally, in your opinion? Um, it's hard to say because I don't want to obviously, you know, I love the guys we have, but, you know, obviously we're always looking to upgrade. We're always looking to, you know, fill spots. So um, I would love for some of our internal guys to take huge steps in that regard. I mean, if you look at the, you know, the guys we have, you know, Trevino and Guzman and the Shields and, you know, possibly Danny Santana in center, um, you know, you'd love for some of those guys to take big steps. Uh, this offseason is big for a lot of those guys. Now, if we happen to go out and, and sign somebody externally, then you know, obviously it creates a different opportunity for some of those guys. But uh, um, getting to see those guys play, you know, helped me a lot, getting to watch them prepare. And I would say, honestly, like we need obviously production from first base. That's obviously a big one. Uh, the catching position, you know, you don't necessarily need the offensive production. But I loved what I saw from Torino. You know, the demands that I – put on our catcher as far as game calling and leadership and um, controlling the game, you know, working with the pitchers, gaining trust in pitchers. Like I feel like Trevino fits the, fits that mold pretty well. So I don't know if we necessarily, you know, have to go out and get somebody there. Um, and then center field, you know, you like you see what, uh, you know, Delano was better in the second half. I felt like he was, you know, he's very understanding of how to become the best player for him, not necessarily, you know, according to the league. You know, with his speed, he's got he's got a skill set that uh, not a lot of people have. You know, from a defensive standpoint and base running, um, and with his swing mechanics, you know, he worked really hard on them to try to maximize his ability and not try to, you know, hit too many fly balls and you know elevate as many balls as Joey Gallo. Wanted to keep the ball a little bit lower, you know, hit the ball on the line more. So it's, you know, I'd probably say first base, even though I love Guzzi and I love the. the the strides he made this year, um, we just, I think in that position, we probably need, you know, some more production. Well, that's interesting there at the very end, need more production. So are you saying that uh, you guys would go outside looking for that? Or are you saying, uh, you know, it's very clear what Guzzi has to do? Yeah, it's very clear what Guzzi has to do. And I, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic guy, so I, I love what Guzzi does. And Guzzi made, like I said, he, he was all in this year. I mean, he heavily invested into himself, into the team, and into the processes that we, we set forth. Um, you know, he was a couple clicks off at times, but if he can become productive and he can become consistent, I mean, you look at his frame, you know, he's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, whatever he is, he's, you know, he's got a ton of leverage, um, great kid, great, you know, teammate, um, love what he brings every day from a defensive standpoint. I mean, it's, there's probably nobody better than him. You know, as far as wingspan goes, ability to catch the ball, pick the ball, uh, it's a huge asset for our infielders. Um, but the offensive production, he knows that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows that to play that position, you got to be productive. And if he can become that guy, I mean, we have our answer. Right, right. Um, but um, but we need to see, obviously, a little bit more at this point. If you guys are going outside of the organization looking for answers elsewhere, what is the best selling point of this franchise? Um, honestly, the you know you have the new ballpark. I think from a cultural standpoint, this is a really good group of character guys, man. They want to win. Um, we, we are everything that we, I guess, do here 
now is is dedicated to winning a championship. And, you know, we have a lot of pieces in place. Obviously, we need some pieces internally to materialize. Um, and then if we add some external pieces, like, you know, we're not that far off. And I think that uh, that would be one of the biggest selling points. And then, you know, like I said, when you walk into that clubhouse, you know, it's a good atmosphere. Um, it's not a it's not a cozy, comfortable atmosphere. I don't love those words. Um, but at the same time, like, you feel comfortable enough to walk around and say, okay, I want to improve. I want to get better. I want this team to win. Everybody's kind of on board with that. And we're still trying to, you know, get that as tight as we possibly can. But guys care about each other. And I said that when I first got the job and that, you know, these guys cared about each other before I got here. Um, I tried to add to that and make them, you know, make every corner of that locker room, you know, want to go out and fight with one another and, that's always the biggest issue in any clubhouse is just get guys to, to believe in it together. And um, I feel like we're getting close. Um, these guys got closer, I think, as the year went on. And, you know, I think that would be a, obviously a really good selling point for somebody to come from the outside. They have, do, do I want to go somewhere that has the desire to win and will do anything it takes to win, um, but also together. Yeah, you guys had a, a fantastic season in terms of taking strides in the right direction and uh, it was kind of a year of transition, and and everyone's excited to see where this thing goes, and and when you guys are able to be that contender. And obviously, things are are tough in in your division with the A's and Astros both being uh, just really strong and looking good for the foreseeable future. Do you believe that you guys can, by making some additions, you guys would be ready to contend for the division as early as next season? Or are we still maybe one or two seasons away? Um. I'm I'm always going to say next year. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go out and say you know I'm pretty realistic when you look at it. Now the way our roster stands right now, I wouldn't I would tell you probably not. But um, it, you know if we make a couple of pieces, add a couple pieces. Guys take like I said, the off season is a huge one for us. I said that to our team before I, before we left. You know, a lot of guys have to we have to win this off season to give ourselves a chance. And if we do that, you know we are going to improve. We're going to be better. Um, you know, I have no desire to lose. So it's uh, a lot of things have to go kind of right, and guys have to take the right steps to move forward. Um, but the piece, you know, like I said, you know, one or two pieces, you know, starting pitcher, you know, maybe a, a, another arm in the bullpen. You know, who knows what uh, what JD and, and his guys will will kind of give to us. But uh, we're not that far off, and I need our guys to believe that. You know, we'll always start the season. We're going to start 0 and 0, just like the Astros. Uh, those two teams are really good. There's no question. They're formidable opponents, and we saw that this year. I think we were 14 games under 500 against those two teams. Uh, we played them tough, but they they beat us, and you know we have something to prove to them and the rest of the league that uh, you know we'll have something to say about it next year. Hey, we thank you for the time, Woody. Great stuff, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Rangers manager Chris Woodward right here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 